Blog Talk Radio. Everybody. Welcome to the Dadon Tober Show. I am your host, Dadon Tober. This is the original Urban Podcast, and this is the fall premiere. I'm excited. Uh, we had some really, really great shows uh, last season. Um, I'm excited to be back today to talk about some of these these hot topics. I was like, you know what? When do I want to come back? And I know me. You know, I don't. I don't just come back and talk about you know whatever. You know, I got to be you know, excited about it. I got to be passionate about it. And, you know, people have been talking online about this whole um, Brittany Renner situation. So I said, wow, that's, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's something I could, you know, I've talked about in the past, the, the sexual number and how it affects your life and how many is too many. And so, um, I, you know, and, and it's interesting. I've been doing this for a while. Like I said, this is season 18. You know, we're, we're approaching 20 years and so there's a, there's no topic that I have not discussed, uh, but, you know, I've found that the perspective that some of these conversations are, are being discussed from, it, it has changed. The narrative is a little different than it was 20 years ago, 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, five years ago even. So I want to talk about it today from a, from a different perspective, from a, a new and fresh uh, perspective. I want to talk about um, one you know, how sex affects or your sexual lifestyle affects your chances of finding love. Talk about it from a real perspective. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I want to talk about the number of partners, you know, that you have and and how men view that. I don't want to just be politically correct. I don't want to just come on and say, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, you can do whatever you want to do and get whatever. No, that's not how it works. So I want to talk about it. I also want to talk about, and I think this is the most important thing, how to go from a lifestyle of sexuality, promiscuity, and transition to um, a lifestyle of of being a virtuous woman. You know, and what does that look like? What does that transition look like? Uh, what does what does you know, giving your life to God, changing your life uh, lifestyle? What, what, how can you do that? And I do a lot of that through private coaching. Uh, if you guys are interested, hit me up at uh, askdaydon at gmail.com. You can visit the website, prclifecoaching.com, schedule a free consultation. And, we, you know, I, I do that on a more intimate level. But, you know, for today, I just, just really want to have a conversation about, you know, some of these barbershop talk conversations um, that men are having about women in regards to what we seek in a wife, what we don't seek in a wife, because that's, that's one of the things that we, you know, 
we don't see a lot of. You know, we've never seen a lot of. We've never really seen, in my opinion, outside of this show and the barbershop talk shows that I've done, you don't really get a chance to see men about what men talk about from a real standpoint. I don't see it. I've never seen it. How has it been 20 years and I've literally never seen a platform of real men talking about real topics outside of this show? You know what I mean? And, and that's, I think, unfortunately, it's, that's doing a disservice to women because y'all really don't know how we think, right? You, you are left to, you know, surmise what you think that we think by, you know, music videos and social media and video vixens. You think that those are the things that we want. But behind closed doors, we're having real conversations. So I want to get into that today. Um, real quick, if you guys have uh, missed any of the last shows, you missed some really great ones, man. I'm talking about great in the sense of greatest in the history, in my opinion, greatest in the history of the Data on Tober show. You know, I did a classic show on the definition of a great wife. The last five shows, I'm just going to run them down, the definition of a great wife. You know, that I'm tired of being his sneaky link. And ready to, you know, really be serious. Um, and I, you know, what does that term sneaky link mean? Uh, Kiki, Kiki uh, Palmer, that whole situation. How to know if you're for the streets? I uh, did a, a special discussion the Ebony K. Williams uh, fiasco with women, um, where the mentality was not right, the mindset was not right to get a man. You know, so definitely check out any of those shows. All shows are archived, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Um, com, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, check them out. And, again, like I said, I have a lot of great topics coming up in the future. Uh, Why Men Cheat, that show is still coming. You know what I mean? But I wanted to come back today to get into this Brit, uh, Brittany Renner situation. So let's jump into it. So, first of all, who is Brittany Renner? You know, some of you all know who she is. Some of you may have followed her. Over the, the you know the years, um, some of you may have just heard the name over the last you know month or so, but essentially, she is a uh, a socialite, uh, IG model, video vixen, uh, you know, just someone who over has made a career of glorifying using men for money, status, clout, fame material things, whatever the case is. And that's just what she's done. She's made a lot of videos just kind of glorifying that lifestyle. And up until recently, um, from what I understand, she is attempting to change her life. She's expressed a desire to do something different, uh, to not be viewed how she's been viewed. She's kind of take over, so to speak, um, as far as her image is concerned, how she presents herself. Um, but that's that's who she is. That's what she's known for. And this is, you know, we talk about, you know, what they call it, fake news. You know what I'm saying? We talk about media manipulation. I, I, I could not believe what I heard, and I could be totally wrong. But she was a guest on Shannon Sharp's show uh, recently, Club Shay Shay, you know, and I guess she they were having a conversation about, you know, just where she's at in life and what she's into, what she's been into. And she revealed that she's been with only 35 men. She said that like, that's a funny thing. She said it like that's not a lot. You know what I'm saying? She said it like it's not a lot. She, she said, well, I've only been with 35 men. Only? What you mean only? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Like, 
so and I'll, I'll get into that and why I say it like that. But my my first of all, I don't believe that for a second. I gotta let me just put that out. But I believe that's fake news. I would bet everything I own, every dollar I have, that that number is infinitely higher than 35. Her number is much higher. I don't believe that for a second. And I, and I don't believe that most women, when they say people lie, but specifically women lie in regards to their number of sexual partners. But I don't believe she's only been with 35 people. It's, just a, it's not logical. Um, it, you know, if you understand her and what she's talked about and how she's um, – you know, presented herself over the last, you know, publicly over the last at least 10 years. I don't believe that for a second. Um, so, but that's who she is. You know, that's who she is. Um, she was recently invited by Deion Sanders, new coach, head coach of uh, Colorado's football team. Everyone knows Coach Prime. Um, and he thought it would be a good idea to – you know, let her speak to his players. Um, I thought that was laughable. Um, one of the reasons why is because I believe how she's presented herself thus far. I didn't see the interview. I didn't see what she said to his his players. But based just based off of how what I know about her, she's the the epitome of the type of women men like that need to avoid. Right? She need they need to be avoiding women who are gold diggers, materialistic, opportunistic, you know, that's not who up-and-coming athletes need to be getting mentored by. It's, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's who she is in a, uh, you know, in a nutshell. Um, one of the things, and so, so when, when Shannon Sharp was interviewing her, a lot of, this went viral. You know, a lot of people were, I guess, criticizing him or responding to his reaction to her saying that she'd only been with 35 people. And he, he said, you know, he almost spit out his drink. And then he went to go and say, I need, well, I need another drink on that. And, you know, he just was very animated in his response. And, and that's, you know, and I just want to be clear about this. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break everything down. But I need to understand, I need you guys to understand during my response, that is a genuine response, okay? I'm not listen. Y'all know me. I'm not here for the likes. I'm not here for the clicks. I'm not here for the clout. I'm not here for none of it. I'm here to be honest with you. That response is a genuine response. If you tell a man you've been with 35 men, you've had 35 penises inside you, that's going to be the response from most men. Okay, like that's just what it is. Now, but and again, it's not the end of the world. Doesn't mean you're going to hell. It doesn't mean you can never have it. It doesn't mean any of those things. But don't I don't want you to think that you can tell people that and they not be like whoa or not think something because they're they're going to think something, you know. And at that point, it's going to be up to you to, I guess, disprove or dispel or show them that you are no longer that person. And I'll talk about how to do that. I said you saw from uh, Shannon Sharp was accurate, okay? It was, it was very accurate. But one of the things that I found to be interesting with the with, with the interview, and this was crazy to me actually, is that she does what a lot of women try to do. They have this defense mechanism when they feel uncomfortable 
about something or, you know, what they've done or guilty or shameful or however you want to classify it, they, they put up this wall, and that wall is like a wall of a false sense of security, which, which, which is what she did. She was saying, well, like she, she immediately felt like she had to defend it. And her way of defending that 35 was like, whoa, well, you sh- if I told you who was on that list, you would be impressed. There are some men of substance, men of stature on that list. She didn't get into the, 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 the details or who it is. You know, I don't believe. But I, I need you women to understand that she was, is, is – I, but like I said, I don't believe she does. No one believes that, but that was her defense mechanism. No one's proud of thirty being sexual with thirty-five people. She's not proud of having random casual sex with men who don't give a damn about her. No one in their right mind is is proud of that. But she felt the need in that moment to act like she was proud because she didn't want to feel shameful about it. So she started listing different people, you know, saying, oh, this person and that person, as if that matters, as if that somehow makes it okay. And what I got to tell you all, ladies, is this. Any, you know, she, let me just say this about Brittany. She's an attractive woman. In fact, to be honest with you, she's, if you ask me my type physically, she fall. I mean, you know, minus the excessive makeup and the weaves and the fake lashes and all that other fake crap. I'm just talking about the the look itself, the light skin, long hair, you know, whatever, slender build. Like, that's my type. I like, you know, petite women. I like lighter, fair-skinned women. That's, you know, that's what I, my, my preference is. So she's an attractive woman. So what I'm saying to y'all is she can get, you know, like uh, men will, she's, it's not going to be hard for her to have sex with someone. So she, and she's in that industry. Right? She's in the entertainment industry. So there's no reason that she wouldn't be able to sleep with whoever she wanted to. You know what I mean? It's, it's, so her saying, well, I've been with this person, that person, okay, so what? Anybody can have sex with, you know, LeBron James. Just ask, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's the name? Uh, y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know uh, freaking um, – Juicedora, you know how that goes when you're in the industry. Set a tent, be with who you want to be with. Just put yourself in that environment, and you, you know, it, it just go along with the program. Men will do what they do. So, you know, it's not hard to believe that uh, Brittany Renner has had sex with 35 celebrities. That I'm, I'm 100% sure it's not all celebrities. That's why I know it's way that number is way more than 35. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know women just on just on my Facebook friends list that have been with more than 35 people. Like, you know, man. And again, I'm not judging them, but come on. Let's stop. You know what I mean? Let's stop with the foolishness. So, but again, I just, so please, before I move on off, I want you to just please understand the number of men, the quality of men, the caliber of men, that stuff is not impressive is one of those double standards in society where, you know, men will say, well, I've been with 200 women, I've been with 1,000 women, or I've been with, you know, and we, and then we can start as men naming certain women. Well, I've been with Halle Berry, I've been with Beyonce, I've been with, blah, blah, blah. like, you, we, we talk in a barbershop, like certain barbershop legends are people like 
just off the top of my head, like Nick Cannon. You know what I'm saying? People like Bow Wow. You know what I mean? And I'm just speaking from a perspective of, you know, certain men who have been with certain, like some of the baddest women in the industry, you know, whether it's the Kardashians, whether it's, you know, whoever else, you know, you know, that's one of the things that is different. We as men give props for those things. Women, you don't get props for sleeping with, you know, 10 different handsome celebrities. That's not something you get props for. You know what I mean? That's, and again, I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying that double standard is okay. It's not how it should be, but that's just how it is. It's up to you to identify certain double standards because trust and believe there are a lot of double standards that work against us and not in our favor. This is just one of the ones where men are not viewed in a negative manner, whereas women are. But trust and believe there's a lot of other situations where y'all get the, 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 the better end of the deal. You know what I mean? So just, you know, just understand we don't want women who think there's something great about sleeping around. If you've done it, you've done it. But know what it is. Understand, like, damn, I made some mistakes. You, you see what I'm saying? Dang, I've, I've done some things that I'm not proud of or should not be proud of. So now I'm working to change my life. That's where you get props. That's where you get respect. When you acknowledge, back in the day, when I did the, this show wasn't live, but back in the day, I did, you know, y'all remember, I did the live shows, live shows every night, five nights a week, from 9 to 12 at night. We'd have women call in and say, hey, they done. I'm tired of being a host. They're saying, like, what, what can I do differently? What's the, you know, I've made some mistakes in my life. What's the best way? You know, back when I had the 800 number, I, people call the 800 number. Hey, I'd like to set up some sessions. Right now, people email me. They go on the website. Hey, I'm, I'm tired of being promiscuous. What do I need to do? DM me. Ask they on at Gmail, whatever the case is. But what you don't do is act like it's okay. What you don't do is say, well, I did this, but I'm going to lie about it and act like I didn't do it. That's what you don't want to do. Because that's only going to cause it. You can't hide promiscuity. You can't hide being a hoe. That's the problem. So there's so many. You look around. Just look around. Look on your TV. Look at look around you. And I'm, one of the things I'm going to talk about today is why so many relationships are ending. How many different people, how many different couples have we seen just this year alone end? People have been together for 20 years, 18 years, 10 years. They're, they're breaking up. Jeezy and Jenny Ma, I'll talk about that a little later. But there's a specific reason why so many people are, are leaving and breaking up, leaving each other. But you've got to understand, you cannot lie about things. The foundation has to be genuine. Wow. You say, you know, women I've, I've had that will say to me and ask me, well, God, and I'm dating another guy, but, you know, how, how will a new guy know? Say I meet somebody, how will he know where I went last night? How will he know I'm talking to two other guys? You think he won't know? Trust me, he'll know. I guarantee you he knows. That stench will still be on you. And I'm not talking about a sexual stench. I'm talking about a spiritual stench, although the sexual stench often lingers as well. But you cannot lie. You can't, first of all, you can't lie to great men. One of them, you can't lie to a godly man. Why? Because there are certain things called discernment. So if I think about it. If a man's praying for a great wife and then he meets you, and you're, you're dating three different dudes, we're trying to lie to him? 
Is that is that who God is going to bless him with? Is God going to bless him with you when he knows God knows what you're doing? The man might not know the details, but guess who knows? God knows. So you're not going to be you can't you cannot scam and deceive godly men. Excuse me. Just like one of these no good niggas cannot scam and deceive a virtuous woman. How can he? Because when God is on your side, who can who can deceive you? That's where discernment comes in. So all I'm trying to tell you, ladies, is because we have this is the problem. This is the I'm gonna go. I'm gonna break it down for you. This is the problem in society. We have all these women single, single as they want to be. I'm talking about lawyers, doctors, judges, teachers, nurses, everything you want to. You know what I mean? Great professions, great careers, entrepreneurs, executive vice presidents. You know, I love God. I go to church on Sundays. And what are you, so what are you looking for in a man? Oh, I'm looking for a godly man. I'm, that's what you, okay, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I want. Dude. I want a godly man. I want a man who goes to church. I would love to be able to go to church. Okay, cool. That's what you want. All right, well, let me ask you this. You had sex. What? No, I'm asking. You said you want a godly man, right? Yeah. Well, when's the last time you had sex? Well, I don't see why. I mean, why does that matter? What you mean? What you mean? Why? What does that matter? You said you want a godly man, right? So how are you letting your ex-boyfriend still smash every Friday night, but you want a godly man? How are you letting your 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 friend with benefits, your sneaky link, you know, come over and take you to pound town? You know what I mean? But you want a godly man, right? You're going to the Renaissance concert emulating and idolizing Beyonce, but you want a godly man? She blasphemes the name of God. Jay-Z blasphemes the name of God. But you want a godly man? That's not how it works. Town, town, Friday night, and then the, and then the, 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 the church on Sunday, Sunday morning, and then expecting me to go on a date with a godly man Sunday afternoon after church. Y'all want to go to brunch with a godly man? <laughs> I'm just, come on, man. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I know I go too long in between these shows, man. I know. I'm going to start doing I'm going to try to do better, man. But I'm just, I got to be honest with y'all. Nobody else is going to be honest. So, y'all, I'm a, y'all, I mean, let me ask y'all this. How many of y'all saw the sex tape? Since we, we all grown, right? Somebody just sent me the sex tape this morning. She read sex tape. She she really got taken to pound town. You know what I'm saying? I said, oh, she nasty. Y'all, y'all talking about sexy red, isn't it? And she is. Ask, what do you say? My tongue pink, my booty hole brown. Pound town. Okay. Well, some of y'all, you know, <laughs> some of y'all doing the same thing. Some of y'all on somebody else's tape getting taken to pound town, but you wanted the godly man. You know what I'm saying? Legs up in the air. But from your your, your, your ex-boyfriend, your baby daddy. Right? I'm just, I'm just asking you. If you want love, you've got to change your lifestyle. The lifestyle has to change at some point. If you're 45, yeah, you still getting taken to pound town when you're 45, 50 years old. Sexy Red, at least she's young. I wish she's 20, whatever. You 40, whatever. You 50, whatever. Come on, man. 
Ebony K. Williams is back in the news. She's saying that there's a time limit. Y'all women need to start early. She said maybe you need to start getting having babies and settling down early as opposed to waiting so long and focusing on careers and things like that. And that's a difference, y'all. I want to talk about that because that's a good topic to have. It's a good debate to have. But there's some truth in that, at least in that, in that piece of it. Some of y'all wait too long to change your life. You wait, you, you, you do all this other stuff when you're in your 20s and 30s and your, even your 40s. And then when you're mid, in your mid-40s you, and with three kids, decide, oh, I want to give my life to God. I mean, no, you're, don't worry. It's never too late to give your life to God. But I'm just saying, a lot of these men are looking for wives early. They want to have kids. Now, they're way, again, later on in the show, I'll talk about what you can do, you know, but I'm just saying, don't think you have forever to become a virtuous woman. Every man you date, all right, let's stop. Let's just keep, let's, let's stop. Let's start over for a second. This is, I'm going to summarize the dating process, what's happening, because we're talking about Brittany Renner tonight, right? And the 30 is quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes, the 35 bodies that she has, right? <laughs> More like 65. But some of the, and it's not hard to get to that number because as women get older, they get the desperation often. And I'm not saying all women are desperate, but it, the desperation often sets in as you get older, you, as you approach 40. Once you're in 40s, you start, like a lot of women, they just start going crazy with the dating. They start getting on the dating apps. They start doing different things that they didn't have to do. They try to make things happen. Instead of trusting God and focusing on God, they try to make it happen themselves. And so in that process, the guys that you really shouldn't be dating, on paper, they look good, they're professional, and say, okay, all right, fine, I'll go out with a date with them. And, you know, the chemistry is there, the, or excuse me, the attraction is there, but the chemistry might not be there. But at the same time, he says, still invites you back to the crib after the date. He lives in a nice house, has a nice car, you know, because, you know, in your 40s, you're usually kind of established, right? You know, the house is looking good, it's smelling good, whatever. And then, and, and, you know, and then those panties come off, Right? And I'm just being, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's often how it goes, right? You end up going on these dates, and now you're, you know, after 20 years, you're now realizing, like, wow, the Steve Harvey 90-day rule, it, it, it doesn't really make sense, right? It just doesn't make sense. Like, I even though Daydon told me that 20 years ago, you know what I mean, on the Daydon Tolbert show, he told me that, he told everyone that 20 years ago, and I debated with him, but now I actually see 20 years later that he was right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have 90 days to wait. I'm 42. I'm 42. I don't have 90 days to wait. So when he takes you back to the crib, in your mind, you're like, I ain't waiting 90 days. I'm not even waiting 90 minutes. Let's get it on. So now he takes you to pound town, right? And, and then you never hear from him again. Or his, his conversation is a little different. Okay, so you know, that nigga, he's, he's immature. He's, in, he's intimidated by my success. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? What do you mean? He's intimidated by the fact that I'm a lawyer. So that's why he didn't choose to pursue anything significant with me after the sex, because he's intimidated by my, my financial status. Uh, no. Maybe. Maybe. It's that, you know... You know, he, he gave it up, and now he's on to the next one. 
Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's looking for someone who didn't give it up on the first date. Well, if that's what he was looking for. It takes two people, Daydon. Why didn't? Why? I mean, he, he didn't. I didn't have sex with myself. You know what I mean? I mean, not that night. You know what I'm saying? He he participated too. <laughs> he participated too, Daydon. What, you know, what about him? He doesn't have any responsibility. He's wrong. No, he's not wrong. But don't question why he's not wiping you up. You didn't, don't question. No way. You're grown. You can do whatever you want to do. No one. This is not about judgment. Y'all will never hear me judge anyone. I will explain situations. But the problem is when you give up the ass, that becomes a repetitive cycle. Because now he's a dog. Okay, so I'm going to go out with this guy next weekend. Then you match the uh, ChristianMingle.com, you know, that profile is blowing up. You did a whole photo shoot just for Christian Mingle. Ironically, the men you're meeting are not Christians living a godly lifestyle. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. Ironically, you know, and then so you go, you go on to the next one. And then the next weekend, and then the weekend after that. Then the weekend after that, and then the weekend after. Now I'm not saying you're having sex with all of these men, but realistically, there's some women who are having going out with, you know, anywhere. This is on the low side. I'm going professional. This is not hoes. I'm not talking about hoes. I'm not talking. This is not hoes. I'm not talking about women who even live a promiscuous lifestyle. I'm just talking about regular women, regular Christian women, women genuinely looking for love. But you still might go out with anywhere between five to ten men, and let's just say you sleep with six of those men. Realistically, is that I don't think that's unrealistic to think. Now, let's say you do that over the course of a three or four year period. I mean, that's thirty five men right there. You know, that's thirty men. That's just the thirty five. That doesn't count or include. The, the, the 20 men that you already had been with from age 16 up until college, you know what I mean, or throughout your 20s. So now we're, we're, that's what I'm saying. You want me to believe that Brittany Renner has only been with 35 men total? Come on, man. Get out of here. But, again, it's not about the number. It's about the realness in the number. Do you acknowledge it, and, and, and ha- are you taking steps to move on from that, or are you just living in it and embracing that lifestyle? That's the question that needs to be answered, okay? But understand, anyone can get sex. Anybody can do what Brittany Renner is doing, right? Let me keep it moving. So on everyone's mind, the reason that you guys click that link to listen now, not because you love the sound of my voice, not because you missed me, although I missed you too, but it's because you genuinely want to know. This is the question of the year that no one in their mom is going to talk to you, talk about. All these podcasts, all these shows, no one is going to give you a real answer to this question. How many bodies is too many? How many? Not the BS answer. I'm not Joe Biden. I'm not up here stuttering. I'm not falling asleep. I'm not Mitch McConnell. I'm not, not none of these people. Petition. I'm not going to give you 
the politically correct answer. Y'all want to know right now how many bodies is too many? If a mix like how what's the number a woman can give where Shannon Sharp will not need a drink? What's the number you can give where Daydon Tauber won't have to do a show about it? Where he won't have to spit out his drink or sip the sip the the do say straight to the head. Or whatever he was sipping on, the bourbon. Old fashioned, you know what I mean? Don't make a what number what type of lifestyle would make a man feel comfortable the way I felt comfortable, the way a lot of these married men out here felt comfortable putting a ring on their on, on their woman's finger. See, see now let me just tell you this though. We live in a society where most people are not as real as myself. We live in a society where most people as men are not comfortable being real and honest with a woman, let alone thousands of women. That's why you see so many people telling you things like, well, she, I, I don't care, man. I don't care how many, how many niggas she's been with. As long as she ain't with them now, as long as she's clean, as long as this, as long as the booty hole, like, as long as whatever. Come on, man. Who you talk like? Stop it. That's not real. What I'm saying is real. If they're saying anything outside of what I'm saying, it ain't real. Okay? Trust me. It ain't real. This is real. Men will every – y'all don't see me debating with men too much. You see me – well, back in the day, you saw me debating with women. When I say things, these men agree with me. You understand what I'm saying to you? And the reality is this. I'm talking about married men, Christian men, God. Not these weirdos out here. There's a lot of weirdos out here. Okay? But if you want a man, if you want a weirdo, then don't listen to what I'm saying to you. But if you want a real man, okay, who you would feel comfortable marrying and being a father to your kids and all that other stuff, being a virtuous one. He said, well, hold on, man. That doesn't, that doesn't answer the question, though. How many bodies is too many? Listen, listen. I'm going to tell it to you all like this. Most men that I know, I'm just going to speak of my experiences. Most men that I know want a woman who is as close to virginity as possible. Well, that ain't true. That ain't true. The last guy I was with, they, he, he wanted me to do all this, do this trick and that trick, and he said he liked this. Listen, listen, listen. That's why you said the last guy, right? Meaning not your current guy, right? Exactly. You got to understand. Just listen for a virgin over anything. I'm talking about someone who grew up on a farm and doesn't know how to do anything from anything. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't know anything about anything. That it would be ideal because a man will be willing to teach you and train you and y'all form a connection together. And ultimately, that's the biblical way of doing things. God will bless you. If you're talking about two people who are committed to living right, then God will bless that situation. That's what y'all are scared of. So many people, men and women, are not trusting God. You know what I mean? They're relying on their past. Well, damn, he got to have a certain length. He got to have a certain width. He got to be able to flip me up in the air and spin me around, swing me from the chandelier. He's got to do this and that. No, he doesn't have to do any of that. 
Well, all of those things will be come naturally and organically when you trust God. But when you rely on these niggas from your past who did different things, then you know what I'm saying? Then yeah, you're gonna start thinking and having things. Well, I got I gotta test out the mercy. And so the reality is, you start living that lifestyle, and that's when the body count gets higher. The key is you got. We want women who one body, two body, under ten. Can I say under ten? That's ideal. I'm just going to keep it a buck with you. That's the number. What's the number they done? Under 10. That would be ideal. You know, that if, if, you, if, if Brittany Renner told Shannon Sharp, well, I've been with nine dudes, Shannon Sharp would not have reacted the way he reacted. I'm just, that's the real answer, okay? Now, we can move on from that. But that is ideal. I don't, I will not, and I don't want to lie to you and tell you a lie. I tell you a Steve Harvey-ass lie. I'm not going to do that to you. I've never done that. I will not start now. Under 10 is ideal, okay? When you go over 10, that's when it's like, okay, we start having a little, some, some concerns. If you once you're over 20, now we're, it's almost like we're very concerned. Over, you know, 30 and things like that, now it's like, all right, you've been through some stuff. Like, you, you know what I mean? We, now we really got to look at some, you know, with some underlying issues low self-esteem, molestation, abuse, rape, different things that often lead to promiscuity at an exaggerated level. Again, it doesn't mean that those women can't have love, but I'm just saying, and the, the, you're asking me the, about the thought process that men go through when we hear that number, okay? And that's the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? I can, again, I'll tell you what to do if that number is over 20 which it is for many of you, and that's fine. That's fine. It's okay. Not a deal breaker. But I don't want you to think your number of sexual partners does not matter when men are thinking about marrying a woman and seeking a wife. I don't want you to think it doesn't matter, because it does. Go to the car lot and try to finance a brand-new car, and they not look at your credit report. You think it doesn't matter to them what you did in your past, how you handled your finances? Of course it matters. Go to your mortgage company. Go try to buy a house. Go try to get a mortgage and, and, and tell them that your past does not matter. You can't, I can't even say that with a straight face. It does matter. Go to the car lot and you buy a used car. And you tell them, hey, look, I don't care about the miles. How many miles does it have? 300,000? All right, that's cool. How much do you want for it? That's not how it works. You care about the number of owners, your car, the car you're driving right now. You're going to tell me you don't care about the miles, and you're going to tell me you don't care how many owners it has as long as it runs well. That's a lie. That's a lie. You Watch this. You may have come to accept it. Because you bought it and you got a good price for it, right? It probably doesn't matter to you now because you've been driving it for two years, and now you know what you, it's your car now. You put a lot of those miles on. Yeah, it had 200000 when you bought it, but you have service records from the point of you buying it up until now. So you're comfortable with it. Follow me here. Catch the analogy. You're comfortable with it now. But when you bought that car, those miles were a little bit of a concern for you, right? 
they were a little bit of a concern. You did it. You you bought it, and you took care of it. You babied it, right? And now it's fine. Now you don't even think about the mom. Well, that's how a man is ultimately to marry you and not care about your moms. He's not going to care about the number of sexual bodies that you have after he recognizes and understands that you're no longer that person. After he understands and recognizes that you are now a virtuous woman, that God, that you are living for God, and that your lifestyle is 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 now uh, in in uh, unison with what he's trying to do and what his walk with God is. But be clear, that's the only way that that comfort level is going to happen. That's the only way. You can listen to what I'm telling you. You cannot. You cannot. It is 100% impossible to be a hoe. You cannot be a hoe. You cannot be promiscuous. And then and continue living a promiscuous lifestyle, meet a great guy, meet a godly man, and then all of a sudden become wifey. That's not how it works. That's impossible. Go back in 20 years, show me something I've ever said I was wrong about. You think I'm wrong, you think I'm wrong about that? Show me where I've ever been wrong. It's impossible. It will never happen. Only way it will happen is what I just told you. You have to change. There has to be a transformation prior to meeting that man. If it's the if the if it if the transformation never happens, he's going. I'm not. Don't ask me. Don't say. Well. So you're saying a man will never marry a hoe. You're telling me no hoes ever get married. What you mean? Isn't Cardi B married? What you mean? Isn't You can name a million different people. Isn't so-and-so married? She was promiscuous. What about this person? What about them? What about them? What about, what about, what about them? Guess what? I'll talk about this a little later. This is why you're seeing so many of these celebrity couples, these popular couples, getting divorced, breaking up, getting cheated on, Scandals, mistresses, side piece on TMZ, this and that. Everything is happening. We are now seeing the chickens coming home to roost. All these shows I did 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, now you guys are starting to see, oh, snap. Oh, yeah, so-and-so is breaking up after 18 years of marriage. Oh, so-and-so is breaking up. Wow, five years of marriage, they're breaking up. Why? I'm so surprised. People ask me. You'll see, I'll see it in the group. The Friends of the Day Don Tober Show group on Facebook. You say, you say, wow, Day Don, what happened? Are you, you're not surprised about that? What do you mean? Why would I be surprised about it? I've been talking about this stuff for 20 years. No, I'm not surprised. You think I was surprised when Kim and Kanye broke up? I've been talking about Kim when she was with freaking uh, Chris Humphreys before that. Do y'all know who y'all are talking to? There's no one. Why do y'all think I say this is the original urban podcast? This is the first urban. No one was doing podcasting before me. I talked about all this stuff. I predicted everything. Call me Dadon Stradamus. <laughs> I like that, right? That's straight off the top. Predict all this stuff. So what I'm saying to y'all is 
you got to hear what I'm saying. Don't try to be the exception. You cannot be the exception. Let's go, let's move on to a different question. So you got the numbers. How many, you see the topic, you see the title, how many bodies is too, hopefully that answered the question. It's not a simple answer, but I try to, I try to break it down for you as best as possible. Under 10 is ideal. But here's the question. And I guess I kind of answered it. I answered my own question, but do men care? Why should it matter? That's the number one uh, response I get when we talk about this stuff. It's just, why does it matter? Why do y'all care? What kind of man asks how many, why, did, why, why would you even ask? I'm, don't ask me. I'm not telling you. Why? Damn, I mean, you got that many? Let me tell you this. Ask yourself this question. How many women do you know that refuse to, well, how many virgins do you know that refuse to say they're a virgin? Well, how many how many bodies you got? I don't know. I'm a virgin. You know what I'm saying? You see how easy that came out? You see how easy that came out? Because why? Because there's no shame. Why? Not even that. I had a young woman tell me, you know, I've only been with, watch this. She was such a great woman. <clears throat> Still to this day, nothing bad to say about her. Really great woman. He, he, you know what? She felt bad because she had to tell me, I've, I've, I've been with I've been with two people. That's how she said it. She's like, I'm really ashamed to say this, but I, I have given my body to two people out of out of marriage, and, you know, I'm not proud of that. I'm like, I'm looking like, what the heck? Are you serious? I said, okay, what's the problem? You, you, you know what I mean? Because but she really felt bad about that. And I had to tell her, like, nah, you're, you're kind of tripping right now. That's not bad. There's nothing to be ashamed about. And if you, what I'm saying to you is if you don't have that same level of confidence about your past and confidence in yourself and in God's transformation of you, then you got, you got to start over. You're not even comfortable. Because here's the thing. It's not the, it's not the number that's the problem. It's about you and how you feel about the number that's the problem. If you feel like you have to lie to me or you feel like, we can't even start out a relationship on a on a a, a place of honesty and openness. Then you you know you're not you know what I mean you're not going to be honest about other things. If you have shame, you, you, you're you're subscribing to the lies of the devil, the lies of the evil one. So no, it doesn't matter per se, you know, not necessarily. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. You know, can you be a great woman? Can you be a great wife? Does the number of sexual partners you have affect how you're going to treat me going forward? All things, all other things being equal? No, not really. But if you're living in a place of depression, if you're living in a place of shame and guilt, you know, and living oppressed and shackled by the lies of the devil, then then yeah, it does matter. And that's going to manifest itself in other ways throughout the dating process. But if I look at you and I, we have a conversation and you say to me, listen, get your pens and pads out right now. This is very important. This is, what, this is the key to life right here. This is the key to success. This is the key to love right now. I'm about to tell you. This is what you need to do. However that conversation comes up, 
this is what you need to say then. If you have a promiscuous past, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it a buck. Honestly, I made some mistakes in my life. You know, um, I recognize those mistakes. I've learned from those mistakes. I might have a child as a result of those mistakes, but I love my son. I love my daughter. He's not the mistake. She's not the mistake. But I made mistakes as far as my decision-making. But you know what? Like I said, I learned from it. I'm, I'm moving forward differently. I, I have a different lifestyle, a different way of life, different way of thinking, and, and I, I, I'm ready to, to have love. I'm ready to be loved and give love, and you know, so – if, if, if that sounds good to you, let's do it. If if my past is an issue for you, I respect it. I'm not the person for you, but if you're willing to rock with me, like I'm ready to rock with you regardless of your past, let's build something special. That's what, and that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you have, if you're able to say those words, whether it's 35 partners, whether it's 40 partners, whether it's you've got 20 bodies, you know. Then, then that's what it is. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. Every man is not going to respond favorably. The man that God has for you will hear those words, and he will be receptive to that, and he will embrace you, and he will tell you he loves you or wants to get to know you or whatever the case is, and y'all can have a great relationship. But the key, the listen, the key is when you're talking to him, when you're saying those words and he's looking into your eyes, you're looking into his eyes. If he does not see God in you, those words will fall on deaf ears. That it will not resonate with him. The only way it will res- those words will resonate is if he can see God in you, if he can see a change of your heart words, but he still smells the stench of promiscuity on you, he'll probably just smash and then keep it moving. That's one more body added to, you know, added to that number. Am I making sense to y'all? I mean, just listen to what I'm saying to y'all. See, the problem is some of y'all want your cake and eat it too. Well, what do you mean by that, Dana? What do you mean by cake and eat it too? What I mean is you want to be able to live this worldly lifestyle you want to be able to go out with your friends and, and, and turn up and take these trips and get smashed off over in Aruba or Costa Rica or Dominican Republic or, 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 or Cancun and, or in Vegas or wherever y'all go on these girls' trips. Y'all want to be able to do those things but still keep it to yourself. You don't want to just live a life. I mean, I'm just being honest. You don't want to just live a godly lifestyle because that's boring. I want to be a grandmom at 35. I mean, some of y'all are grandmoms at 35, but that's, listen, that's a different conversation, man. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I mean, I am a grandma. <laughs> I am a grandma, but I don't want to act like a grandma. Well, guess what? Who says living a godly lifestyle has to be boring? It doesn't have to be. Why can't you love God and still go to church? Me and my wife went to church all the time when we first met. You, you see what I'm saying? So these are just things that you have to do. Let's I got let's, let's keep it moving. So I want to have a bunch of things I want to talk about. So one of the things I got to understand is this. 
And y'all, y'all heard me say this for many years. There's a big difference between uh, being a wife, being viewed as a wife, and being viewed as a jump off. The con- and I've been talking about this for 20 years, but the conversation 20 years ago was a little different, you know, because some of y'all were in your 20s. Now being a jump off at 24 is a lot different than being a jump off at 45. Some of y'all never really thought, like, dang, I'm 45 and I'm being viewed as a jump off. I would think that he would be out of that dog stage you talk about, Daydon. I would think he would be out of that player stage you talk about, Daydon. And I'll get more into that when I talk about why men cheat next time. So I'm going to go through the three stages that men go through, the dog stage, the player stage, and the ready to settle down stage. I'll talk more about that in, in detail. But you got to understand, men never get out of the player stage or the dog stage with women. That number often gets tied in to your lifestyle. There, it's very rare. I'm not going to say impossible, but it's very rare that you meet a woman with 35 bodies that doesn't have uh, the mindset of Brittany Renner, doesn't have the appearance of Brittany Renner or Sexy Red or Cardi B, Nicki Minaj. Usually that's how they come across, right? I mean, really, to be honest with you, even people like – I'm not going to get into it. I mean, just there's a lot of people who – don't necessarily have that hoeish look, but you can still tell they're hoes. And I hate to put it like that, I really do, but I know it's 2023, about to be 24, and that term has become kind of, this is the crazy thing, it's become kind of taboo. Because back in the day, there was a clear and very clear definition of what a hoe was. Even women would call other women hoes if they fit that definition. Now it's like, "Don't, don't say that. You know what I'm saying? But but the behavior is still the same. Let me ask you all this. So here's the question. Here's the, another million-dollar question that we have to discuss tonight. Should you ask the question? We, we've already established that it matters, right? It definitely matters. But, and this is the two-part question, as a man, it's a question, and as a woman, should you feel obligated to answer the question if you're asked? Let me let me give you another answer to that question. All right. Real quick, before I get do me a favor right now, everybody follow me and like my, my page, Tolbert Relationship Council on Facebook. I got the new page. Well, it's not really new, but um go ahead and like my page on Facebook. Follow me at Daydon Tolbert, IG, all that stuff. Follow me all all over social media. You know what I mean? Check out the website, trclifecoaching.com. But should a man ask? Let me just tell you this. I don't, I've never asked a woman how many men she slept with. Not once in my life. Whoa, what? what are you t- Hold on, Nate, I was, I was feeling you this whole time. What do you mean? What are you talking about, Nate? You just got finished talking about the numbers. How do you know? What do you mean you never asked? If you never ask, then how do you know? Y'all, some of y'all hate me, don't y'all? I know, I know y'all. I frustrate y'all. But trust me, if you listen, not being a first-time listener, I'm talking about if you listen to me regularly, y'all will know me. Y'all will understand me. Nothing will be confusing at all. Trust me on that. But 
the reason, first of all, let's answer the question first. Should you have I? Should a man ask a woman that question? No, no, he should not. I mean, why well, can't say that? No, let me say this. He can do whatever he wants. If he wants to know, then he should ask. But me personally, have never asked. I would never advise asking that question. Well, then how do you know? How will you get the information? Well, I'm glad you asked. This is the way that I got the information. So one of the things I found when dating, well, first of all, the question doesn't matter if and unless the man is viewing that woman as a potential wife or girlfriend or significant other. Okay, that's the only time it even matters or even comes into into our minds, how many people you've been with, right? So if we're even having this conversation, if we're even on the topic, it's because I'm viewing you as possibly having or having the potential to be something significant in my life. Now, so, okay, so put a little pin in that for a second. So in those, in those situations, in that, those conversations you're having with that person, the conversation is going to be geared around understanding you, learning about you, um, you know, being familiar with, with you and what, you know, what you've been through. You know, I'm going to want to know. Like, so this is how it might go with me. You know, so how long you've been single? You're single, right? Yeah, I'm single. Okay, cool. That's your stuff. How long you've been single? Well, you know, I was, I've been single for about a year and a half, two years. Okay, what happened to your ex? What, you broke his heart or something? What happened? Was he in a mental asylum? You broke his heart? You drove him crazy? Ha, ha, ha. No, no, no. He drove me crazy. No, no. No, I loved him, but he did this. He cheated him. Okay. See, women get to talking. Y'all turn into Takashi Six Nine when y'all okay, when y'all like us and we like you, y'all y'all just start talking. When, that's all I gotta say. That's all I'll say. I'll just literally ask how long you've been single. They will just start going on and on. Tell me everything I want to know. Why? Because they want to make sure that I understand and I'm comfortable with who they are and what they've been through. So what what happens is yeah, well I've been single for two years. Uh, my last boyfriend, we were together for five years. Okay, let's just say she's 30 years old. Let's just say she's 30. So she's 30. Or, well, I was with this guy since I was uh, 25. Okay, cool. Okay, so what happened before that? You know, well, you know, I had a, a boyfriend out of college. I was with him, and, you know, we broke up. So that's why in my mind, I'm already – so that's that's already two right there. So what happened – so wait, so you were – you broke up with your, your last boyfriend. What, you just were chilling up? For the last two years, you can go on these dates. Well, you know, I mean, I dated a couple guys, you know what I mean? You know, just to get back out there, you know. So, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm already, you know what I'm saying? The, the mental calculator is already going away. So it's like, okay, so that's, let's just say that's one, the last boyfriend. Then you got two, three. All right, the one before that, straight out of college, that's four. Okay, so you, you see what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of this stuff is, is unspoken, but it's spoken. You, women, and sometimes they become, as you get more comfortable, we, we want to know, we want to understand the stories, the, the, the experiences. Well, yeah, I had this guy back in the day, you know, he stole my car and he totaled it, da, da, da. 
oh, that is, you just a random guy stole your car? Well, no, he wasn't a random guy. We have been we've been dating for about six, you know, six months or so. Okay, so bam, that's another one added to the list. And next thing you know, over the course of you know getting to know someone over a couple of months, if you're doing it right, you know, you will be learning each other. And if she's honest, if he's honest, you will start to gather, you know, an idea about her history, her lifestyle, her experiences, you know. And in a, in a perfect world, at, throughout those, those those conversations, that number would, would really be probably, like I told you, ideally around 10 or under 10, you know what I'm saying, um, depending on the age. Um, and so, again, that's nothing wrong. Like I told you earlier, there's nothing wrong with it. If it's over that, but the key is being honest about it, being honest and forthcoming about it. If you made mistakes, you made mistakes. If you wild it out, you wild it out. We're not talking about some random dude you're just going to start spilling your life story to. We're talking about your future husband. If you can't be comfortable with your future husband, what are we doing? Think, I'm just, think about what I'm saying to you. If you have to be guarded around someone that's going to be your husband, why do you even want to be with them? You know how I many women I hear saying blatant is craziness to me? Single women in their 40s will blatantly say, well, don't ask me shit. Don't ask me about my past. Don't ask me anything. I'm not telling you don't ask me. And you, okay, cool. But, but you, you expect him to get down on one knee and marry you? What, the, what are you, smoking crack? Like, what are you talking about? That hardened exterior is not impressing anyone. And not expect someone to see that and to feel that negative energy. And then to still open themselves up emotionally and financially, you want him to go, you want a nice ring, right? You want a nice ring. You want him to go over to Zales or the or the Tiffany's or whatever the heck he's going, the local food mart to get your engagement ring, but you can't even be honest about what you've been through in your life? What part of the game is that? That's not how it works. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be as closed-minded and as closed off as emotionally as you want to be, but nobody's wiping up a woman with a guard up, a wall up. That wall has to be removed. You, you cannot have certain insecurities about your past and still expect a man to wipe you up. You've got to be healed. Why do women lie about their past? Somebody asked me to touch on that. I just told you why. That's why. Because men, they, first of all, they're, in, they're, they're shameful about it. They are ashamed and guilty and insecure about, what the, about that sexual number. That's why Brittany Renner lied about her number. That's why she tried to make it seem like that number was great because of the type of men that she was sleeping with. So that's the reason. That's the first and foremost reason. The second reason is they lie because they are not even looking at the man in that way often. You know, a lot of times women don't even, they're not sure what, like men a lot of times will force the issue. They will come out and ask the question. They will come out and probe and pry or trying to get information out. They're like, hold up, I just met you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, we're not even on that level yet. 
So that's another reason they don't want to give that information up. But I'm speaking about when both people are on the same page. You're feeling him. He's feeling you. And y'all are trying to figure out what you're going to do for the future and, and how you're going to build the future together. In those circumstances, that's when you need to be open, honest, and forthcoming. Okay? That's what you want to do. I've never had to ask, but I still got what the, the, the information that I was seeking. You know what I'm saying? Somebody asked me, is it shallow? You know what I mean? Me and some friends were talking about shallowness. Is it shallow not to date a woman who doesn't necessarily fit into what you would want for your life, but you still have sex with her? Is that shallow? I mean, we can call it whatever we want. It just kind of is what it is. Cars. You know what I mean? I sell automobiles. A lot of people, they will test drive a car. They will ask me a million questions about the car. They will, you know, pick the, they will take it to their mechanic and bring their mechanic out and get up underneath it and under the hood, this and that. But ultimately, they often don't even buy the car, right? You can test drive the car. Does that mean that you, you're happy with it to a point where you want to invest your money into it? You're not obligated to. So is it shallow to have sex with someone you No, know doesn't really fit what you're looking for in a life? I, I don't think it's shallow at all. It just, it just is what it is. That's what dating is about. Not necessarily sex, but it's about ultimately figuring out Getting to know someone, two people mutually figuring out, is this a situation I want to move forward in? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times sex is a part of that equation. I think it should not be. I believe sex is the best way to mess up a great uh, potential relationship. It's probably the best way to mess it up. You know what I mean? Premature sex. Is 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 a it's just a killer. You know what I mean? How many people have you met? Have you dated? Just you, where you really liked them, or he and he liked you. At least you thought he did, and y'all were vibing, and y'all were everything was going well. And one night y'all just had sex, and everything changed right after. Why? Because it's not the natural order of things. The sex came before the the real emotion. I'm not talking. Now you got a soul tie. Is it is it time for a 2023 version or uh, a 2023 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, an updated version of the Soul Tide show I did almost 20 years ago. You can you can check it out online. Uh, how to how to identify and break Soul Tide. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think it's you know it's, it's been almost two decades since I did that show. So I think we might because there's a lot of people. Are, who are thinking they're in love but are really suffering from a soul tie. That guy you're quote-unquote dealing with right now, you think you love him? No, that's just a soul tie. Y'all just been having sex 
Y'all just been laid up. You know what I'm saying? That's a soul tie. It's not really love. You know how many women who are over 40 I run into and I, I work with privately through coaching? Say, wow, they don't have to listen to your shows. And the reality is I've never been in love. 40 years old, never been in love. Not a 40-year-old virgin, but 40 years old and never been in love. Thought you were. Guys got to understand, true love, what does the Bible say? Is everlasting. True love is eternal. That's a different show. Google the definition of love on the Data on Tolbert show. I did a show on that 15 years ago. That show would change your life. How one show out of thousands of shows I've done, one show just would change your life forever. The, the school that real quick. The definition of love on the Data on Tolbert show. Listen to that show from 20 years ago. You'd be like, oh, snap. I thought you could be like, I thought this show was good. I thought what I, this is the first time I tuned in. I thought, dang, I didn't know you did all that. So the effect society has on how women view sex, all right? One of the things that I've found is that when you look at entertainers, we, we live in a society more now than ever where people are relying on celebrities to follow. Back in the day, you had parents, you had grandparents, you had, you know, positive role models, whether it was just TV uh, characters like Claire Huxtable, Florida Evans. You had, you know, uh, respectable women that you could point to and be like, wow, you know, like there's someone I would like to emulate. And as a result, you're how you are. Great one. But this, this generation of today, they don't really have that like we had it back in the day. They're, they they have, you know, the, the entertainers have louder voices now. Back in the day, the, our parents had the loudest voice because we saw them every night. And there wasn't social media. There wasn't, you know, all this other stuff that we could turn on the radio and turn on the TV and go on our phones and, and hear these loud voices and these influential people like Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice, Little Kim, Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls, Sexy Red, these freaking weirdos. All Everyone I just named, they're weirdos. They're, they're, they're industry plants. What do they all have in common? They could be twins. Every single one of these women could be twins. They all look alike. They all have a similar look. They all rap and sing about the same things, you know, some more than others. But, you know, if, if you look at the, the chronology of it, look through the timeline, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and more vulgar and vulgar. And it's just, but they're all vulgar. They all sing about things that ultimately will leave women single. Go Google Beyonce on the Data on Tober show and listen to some of those old shows. You know what I mean? I broke down those lyrics, too. You know what I mean? Don't think. You are, come on, you already know. Some of y'all know more than others, but y'all know how I used to go in back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Every single one of these women has played a role and was put in a position of power and influence to do exactly what they're doing. You think, it's funny, this is the funny thing. I don't know if y'all been following the news and Kanye West had some, um, you know, some some uh, audio leaked and some video leaked where he was having conversations. And he was he spoke the truth. Kanye West speaks so much truth. 
the type of truth that's literally life-changing, but because the world, they don't want the world to hear it, they make them out to be this artist. They focus on all this other stuff, the uh, anti-Semitism and, uh, you know, all types of stuff other than the, the real stuff that we should be listening to. He said, he told y'all last week, he just said, EB is an industry plant put in place specifically for her vulgarity and her ignorance and to affect the youth in the exact way that she's doing it. Kanye West, I've been saying that. Kanye West just said that last, this week. There was just a leaked video. For, I think the video was from 2018 or 19, but he said this. That's why these people were put there, for their ignorance and their vulgarity. You think that sexy red sex tape just got, that got released today or yesterday or whatever, you think that's by chance? No. That's not, that was done on purpose. That was done on purpose. So what I'm saying to y'all is, when the effect that uh, these people and the, this music industry is having on women, they are now thinking. See, back in the day, they could look at Bill Cosby. They could look at Cliff Huxtable. They could look at Will Smith on Fresh Prince. There were, you know, even Dan Wayans on, you know, My Wife and Kids or somebody from back in the day. Even Uncle Phil, you know, from Fresh Prince. You know, the list is endless. I mean, you had Jeffrey from Fresh Prince. You had so many different people that you could look at as men and be like, wow, that's the type of husband I, I wouldn't mind being with. You know, Reginald Van Huffman, you know, from Family Matters. You know, you look at the James Evans. Who did not want a James Evans? You know, my father reminds me of James. Like, that's how I grew up, like that military, stern, strict. But that's really what we we need. We need great fathers. And so what's happening is when we see a lack of black fathers, when we see, and I'm talking about, I know there are black fathers out there, great black fathers out there, we all know that, but the media isn't showcasing them like they did back in the day. So what happens is women now think, wow, if I want to, I see men lusting after ice fight. I see men lusting after Megan Thee Stallion when she gets down on those fat-ass knees of hers. And that disg- I mean, she looks disgusting to me. I mean, like, does she just, do people really think she's sexy? If you don't believe anybody, you know what I'm saying, believe me. Megan Thee Stallion is disgusting. I would not touch her with a 10-foot pole. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? Ice Spice, disgusting. All of these women look dirty. Even Beyonce. I would not, y'all know, listen, I would not touch any of the, if I was single right now, I would not touch any, I could show you some women that I find to be attractive. None of those women are attractive to me at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, at all. Weirdo men lusting after them, and you think, oh, let me be like them. You, if you want somebody, inbox me, DM me, like set up a free consultation and say, hey, well, well I mean, shoot, look at my wife. She's not really on social media like that. But, I mean, that's the type of, y'all see the pictures? That's the type of women that we want, not these weirdo women, these hoe-ass women. You know what I'm saying? These nasty chicks, sexy red, booty hole brat. Like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, we got, listen, we got, this is what I'm saying to you. We got 45-year-old women 
out here trying to be like Ice Spice. This stuff is crazy. I'm just am I lying to y'all? Am I lying to y'all? You even have Beyonce. This is how messed up. How old is Beyonce, man? The Beyonce 48, I have no idea. Walk around with her ass out like she's like she's 24 years old. Yo, nobody looks at Beyonce like that. I'll be honest with you. All right, I'll be honest with you. Back, 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 back in the day. Okay? Back in the day, way back in the day, when she came out with that song, um, Check Up On It. Right? And she had all the pink on. And I was like, dang, what the heck is going on here? She looks kind of good. You know what I'm saying? But, like, outside of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, even Rihanna back in the day, when she came out with, what was that, Ponder Replay? You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, okay, Rihanna, I see. That was that was more than 25 years ago. Nobody's thinking that 20 years later. Nobody looks at Beyonce like, oh, my gosh, she's so sexy. The last time I thought Beyonce was sexy was in the Check Up On It video. I'm just keeping it a buck with y'all. Right now, I look at her and be like, what the hell? Like, she looks mad. She's 40 years old looking, trying to act like Ice Spice. Come on, man. It's ludicrous. Some of y'all are out here running up your numbers trying to be like Ice Spice and Cardi B. Come on, man. You can't do that. So the the effect that society is having on on women, why are these celebrity marriages failing? What's, what's happening out here? You know, over the last few weeks, last couple of months, we've seen a lot of breakups. A lot of breakups. Jeezy and let's talk, can we talk about Jeezy? Can we talk about Jenny Mai? Listen, I have a few friends and we talked about this. When they got together, first of all, me and my wife, we used to watch uh The Real when it first came on. And this was, you know, years ago. And uh she was with the white dude. And I was just like, she seemed she seemed cool, but y'all heard y'all seen the clips, I'm sure. What'd she say? She likes a little meat on the side, dark meat on the side? What kind of crap is that to say? What kind of crap is that to say? And I was just like, wow. And then when, you, when she broke up with that dude, the white dude, whole everything, the way she talked, the way she dressed, just everything about her was different. And then next thing you know, she pops up with Jesus. I said, okay. I'll give her a couple years. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you guys got to understand, man, like nobody, when you are a, a, a man like Jeezy, you know, rich, successful, um, you know, in, in the entertainment industry, entrepreneur, you know, out here having a history in the streets, you've been with a million different women, right? You've been with a million different women. You've done a lot of things, you travel, and you have access to a million different women still. So for uh, any relationship to last the long haul, it must be rooted in God. All right? That, that's, there's no easy way around that. It has to be rooted in God. That's the simple answer. If it's not rooted in God, expect to see that TMZ headline, so-and-so. Just insert whatever names you want to insert, so-and-so broke up. It's not going to last, all right? So, but my point, so aside from that, though, when you have someone like Jeezy, you know what I mean, 
he's not she would she would have to be you know some type of superwoman you know what i mean because it, there's there's too much there's too many women out here men can't be faithful but why would you let me can i give y'all some some, some truth it, 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 all right so if you're as a man i'm gonna talk i'm gonna talk more about this in uh next time when I get into why men cheat. But as a man, there's so much temptation. There are so many beautiful women out here, okay? There literally is no reason to be faithful. Be clear what I'm saying to you. If you don't have a, a relationship, women, Women, if you do not have a relationship or a man or and a man who is rooted in God, the relationship has to be rooted in God and the man has to be rooted in God on some level, he will cheat on you. The only thing that keeps men faithful, yeah, he loves you, but love isn't enough. It has to be combined with the covenant that he made with God in regards to his love for you. There has to be that little voice, which is the uh, the Holy Spirit, tapping him on the shoulder and saying, whoa, you don't want to do that. thing to be doing. Otherwise, temptation will get the best of him. You see what I'm saying? There's too much temptation for you to be enough for him without God. You can We can debate about it. We can argue. You can think. These men out here in, in, in Hollywood that are living, you know, sacrificing all types of things for fame, fortune, wealth, you can think they're living that worldly lifestyle, but he's still going to be faithful to you without God if you want to. But that's not how it works. Unless he is, unless he is root, firmly rooted in God. Most of these celebrity marriages are not rooted in Christ. You know what I'm saying? As a as a as a female or as a man, how can you be rooted in Christ when you're worried that you're going to be his sacrifice? Oh my, I'm sorry, that, I'm not supposed to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? How can you be uh, faithful to someone when you when you when you already messed it up by signing a prenup? I mean, just think of it. That's a whole different show, but it's like prenups, let me be clear, though. Prenups are literally the stupidest thing you could do. They're literally the dumbest thing you could do, all right, if you want to be with that person. Now, if you just want to be married for five years, you got money, she got money, and everybody got money, and you just want to do what you want to do and then get divorced five, ten years later, then, yeah, you better sign a prenup. Be with somebody forever. What's the, why would you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the, why would you plan for your divorce if you're asking, if you're praying for love? What kind of sense does that make? You're going to pray to, think about what you're saying. What's the Bible say? And I don't want to get too deep into it. That's a whole other show I'll do on prenups because people need to understand. But if you want, if you're praying for something, the Bible says you have to believe it. And if you don't believe it with everything, then he's not going to do it. So obviously, if you're signing a prenup where you're planning for your divorce, 
then you don't really believe you're going to be together forever. And if you don't believe, then that means you don't have faith. And what does that say? What did God say? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So if God is displeased with your relationship and your level of faith, why would you expect him to bless your marriage? And if he's not blessing your marriage, then guess what? Your man is going to be out there cheating on you. I mean, that might sound extreme, but if you look at it biblically, it's not. Who else? Jeezy and so, – so do I know why Jeezy and Jenny Ma broke up? Nobody no, – I don't know. But do you look at Jeezy and – is he a Christian? Is he root, firmly rooted in Christ? <laughs> is Jenny Mai firmly rooted in Christ? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't seen anything that would indicate that either of them are. I don't know. I'm just saying. Is, now, when we look at it from that perspective, is it any surprise that they're no longer together? It shouldn't be. You know? So who else? Um, Joshua Jackson and the young woman, I forget her name, uh, who was in Queen and Slim. Shocker. They're divorced. They're, they're separating. Oh, you know what I mean? They said, they said uh, when we got together, neither one of us thought that it was going to last for more than, you know, what, a couple months. We thought it was just going to be a flame. Next thing you know, we were together for three, three or four years. Well, if you didn't think it was going to last, then guess what? That's why it didn't last because y'all went into it looking, for, from, looking at it from a sexual perspective. I forget his name. Well, actually, I never knew his name, to be honest. He never cared enough, you know, but. I mean, does anybody – y'all didn't see that coming? I mean, you know, Stevie Wonder could have seen that coming. But, and, and, you know, some of you who have been listening and following me over the, over many years, you remember my special on the Braxtons. Take some time, Google the Braxtons on the Data on Tober show. I did a whole three-hour broadcast. You think this is good. That was, and, and just in my mind, I'm thinking, that was 10 years ago at least. But that was one of the best shows. Why? Because I broke down systematically each one of the Braxton sisters and how they epitomize emotional unavailability. Everybody's using that word now. Y'all notice that, right? Where did you hear that word first? I'm just saying, I'm not even going to say anything about it. I just want you to know. Has anyone ever heard that term? prior to Data on Tober using the term emotional unavailability. If you're honest with yourself, you already know. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, so, so this is what I'm saying to you. Because I, I, had never, I had never heard that term before. But it's, it's a term that if you understand the true definition of the, of the meaning of that term, you understand why so many of these relationships – where they're rooted, literally rooted in emotional unavailability, why they're not lasting. Tamar Braxton epitomizes emotional unavailability. Tony Braxton epitomizes emotional unavailability. Kim Kardashian <laughs> is the exact definition of emotional unavailability. And I've been saying that for literally 20 years. And if you look at who she's dated over the last, just take the last 15 years, and then you, you, you think back and listen to what my, these shows, listen to what I've been saying about her. 
I did a show on Kim Kardashian literally when, when she first came out and then spoke about her sporadically over these years and predicted every, the outcome of every situation. Who remembers? I did a show on when she first got with Kanye. What did I tell y'all live, what, 10 years ago? Whatever, however long. What did I tell y'all? I remember like it was yesterday. I said, I said because Kim Kardashian literally epitomizes emotional unavailability, she's going to attract, y'all know, the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. And I said, look at who she attracted, Kanye. You know what I mean? I like certain things about Kanye, but be clear. He is as unstable as they come. You know what I mean? So that's who she attracted. Why? Because of her level of emotional unavailability. And I said, this is, and I remember I said exactly, I said, their breakup, their ultimate divorce, their eventual divorce isn't just going to be a regular breakup. I, and what did I say? I said, this is going to be like World War Five. You know what I'm saying? And look, what, look what's happened with Kim and Kanye over the last year or two years. I said that 10 years ago. I told you, I'm Zidane Sadamus. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, man. I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. I want to tell you all some things. I want to I end on a couple things. Like I said, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about Whitney Renner. We're talking about these, you know, these, these women and women in general who maybe are not having an accurate understanding of how their sexual lifestyle and the, affects their life and the role it plays on their chances of, of having love. I don't want to end without definitively stating how you can go from being promiscuous to a virtuous woman, okay? And I'm going to give you three reasons, three ways right now, okay? Number one, but this is really number one and two combined, but number one is be honest with yourself. Okay, be honest about who you are and how you feel about who you are. A lot of times, and I debate with women about this, there are a lot of women who cry themselves to sleep every night. You look at them in the streets, they got the makeup on, they got the hair done, they got the, you know, the outfit on, pocketbooks, Louboutins, whatever they, they just they don't look like, they cried themselves to sleep every night or last night. They look great. They look like a million dollars. Now they're miserable. You know how I know? Because I talk to them every day. They emailed askdaydon at gmail.com, trclifecoaching.com. I know the real you, okay? And I'm fine with that. But that's the first. And some of y'all know who are now married and have gone through the process of healing and transforming, the first step is being honest about who you are and how you feel about who you are. If you don't like being a hoe anymore, if you don't want to be promiscuous, if you've been with 35 men and instead of uh, Brittany Renner saying, damn, I cry myself, I can promise you, she cries herself to sleep at night. She's not happy. I know, you know what I mean, Brittany Renner's, Phone numbers are in my phone right now, in my Rolodex that I work with privately. 
looks just like her, same exact thing. You know what I'm saying? She trusts me. She's not a happy camper. No one who gives their body to men regularly is a happy camper. But so the first thing is don't sit up there and try to justify the 35 men or the 52 men act like, like it's something positive. That's not being honest with yourself. Don't act like you're happy. Don't act like, like uh, shout out to, to Black China. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Alexa Sky. You know? And, I, again, I don't know them. I don't know how genuine their walk is, but I just know what they're saying. They're saying, hey, I was not happy. Alexa Sky watched the video. I was not happy. I was miserable. She was making thousands of comments every day, post one picture in a bikini, 100, 200,000 likes. She said she was miserable. You know what I mean? Miserable. Trust me. I know because I've worked with women just like that. They told me the same thing. The same thing. You know, and, and the great thing is we're seeing more and more of these, these Instagram and social media people changing their lives and acknowledging I was miserable. I personally have had thousands of women tell, email me, call me, tell me. I was miserable. So I personally have gotten thousands of women tell me that. Trust and believe I know it's a lot more out there. So that's the first thing. Be honest with yourself. I'm tired of being a hoe. I'm tired of being promiscuous. I don't like these likes. I'm only doing it for validation and self-affirmation. But I really don't want to put up these pictures of my ass. I don't like showing my tits off on social media. That's not enjoyable to me. I want to be loved. I just want one man. I don't want a thousand men. I don't need 200,000 men saying that I'm beautiful. I just want one man. That's it. That's all they want. Nobody, no one is happily single. You got to stop the lies. Debate amongst yourself. I'm about to go make some money, play with my kids, play with my wife. I think it's Friday night. I'm not here for none of that. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? No one is happily single. No one. These men going to the clubs every night, getting drunk. I was one of them. You put on your nice outfit, you go out, you get 10 different numbers. You're not happy doing that. You want one wife. You want kids. You want the dog. You want the house. You want all that. These women going out there, going to the Beyonce concert and, you know, getting taken to pound town every night, going, taking trips to who God knows where and laid up on the bikini, taking a picture of your thighs. Like, come on, all that stuff. You're not happy doing that. You might be happy in the moment, but when you come back to reality, when the high from the edibles wears off, are you really happy? No. You know and I know. That's not a lifestyle anybody wants to live. So, again, be honest with yourself. And then the second step is you have to forgive yourself. Because what happens a lot of times is when you get into a state of denial, when you're not being honest, the devil creeps in and says, you don't deserve love. You've done too much. That sexual number is too high. You're not going to have love. So you should just go ahead and settle for being his mistress. So what if he has a wife? It's okay. 
You're not going to have, you're 47, you're not going to have love anyway. You might as well share a man. You're not going to get a man of your own. That's a lie from the devil. You're too old to have love. What man wants a 48-year-old woman with two kids? Don't believe that lie. It doesn't matter if you've been with 40 men. You can still have love. The number doesn't matter. You matter. How Who you are and how you've changed is what matters. That's the most important thing. We, I know it took me two hours to get to that, but that's what matters. So, no, does your sexual number matter? No. I can't just say that. I got to break everything down. That's what the show is for, so y'all can get the true context. But at the end of the day, any God, listen, God can bless anyone with love at any time. But the question is, are you ready emotionally, mentally, and spiritually to receive that love? Some of y'all aren't because you're still in that, that old lifestyle, that old mindset. But once you transition to the godly uh, mindset, the virtuous woman life uh, mindset, that's when you can have love. Shame is nothing but a lie from the enemy. So that's it. You know what I mean? Don't, because, see, when you, that's where, that's where the lies come in. The man says, well, look, how, how many men you've been with? You know, you've been with 40. Well, you know. I could probably count how many men I've been with on one hand. That's a lie. Don't lie. If if that's what I'm saying to you, if a man prays right now, he's praying to God right now for a wife who's been with, who who is a virtuous woman who who's been wherever she's been, but has had a change of uh, lifestyle. The question then becomes, will God bless him with you? And it has to be genuine. You can try to fool a man, but you can't fool God. God, You you cannot fool God. You know what I'm saying? You can lie to me. You can lie to him. It's Friday night. Some of y'all got three dates lined up. How you got three dates lined up? You think he wants to be date number three? Friday night, you're getting taken to Pound Town, but you're the, the sneaky link. Saturday night, you got a date with a prospective guy. And then Sunday night, you're going out on a date with a guy, the guy who you really like. You think that guy on Sunday night prayed for you? You know what I mean? No. Your lifestyle has to match his prayer. Oh, my goodness. That's it. I'm done. That's it. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yeah, that's, that's like, yo, that's, yo, man, that's like, I need to patent that or something. Your lifestyle, look right now, watch the next thing you know, a million people are going to be saying that next week. This stuff is crazy. But that's what that's the reality. Your lifestyle, make it match his prayer. That's the key to love. Hey, man, I want to thank you all for listening in. I, want to, I appreciate you all, man. Like I said, I, I know uh, it's been a few Shoot, at this point, what, it's been a few months. I, I took a couple of vacations, you know what I'm saying? I did some traveling this summer, spent some time with the family. So um, <clears throat> I wasn't able to do as many shows as I would like to, but the fall, this is the fall. 
season. I guess this is still season 18, but the second half of uh, the season. So look for look for some new shows more uh, more regularly. But um, in the meantime, if you've missed any shows, you want to get caught up again, go to uh, iTunes, DonTolbertShow.com, TRCLifeCoaching.com, get caught up. Uh, follow me on social media, guys. I appreciate you. Add you uh, add yourselves to the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group. There's some great discussions going on in there uh, right now and every day. Um, you know, like like my page, uh, TRC Life Coaching on Facebook. Please like the page, follow the page for uh, exclusive updates and things like that. And um, and that's it, man. I appreciate y'all for listening. Next show probably will be the Why Men Cheat. I promise you. I know I've been talking about it for a while, but you know that that show will be uh, very informative. And uh, you know, I look forward to it, man. So thank y'all for listening, man. And I will see y'all next time. Peace.
Motivation, tell a date on tour, come and rock your world. Mm. Date on be your motivation, tell a date on tour, motivation. 